Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to My Chaotic Closet. I'm your host, Michelle. And today we're going to talk about Poshmark. Let's just jump right into it. First and foremost, a happy hump day, everybody. I hope you're having a great Wednesday. I personally love Wednesdays. I mean, because it's hump day. (laughs) And because it's the day that my kids go to their dad's house so I can really put in work on my house work, all the things, and yeah, Wednesdays are a pretty good day around here. Not a bad day at all. It is kind of like hectic, but it's a good day. All right, so let's just jump right into the topic of today's episode. Uh, Apologies for being away from the podcast for a little bit. I have just been working my booty off, and pretty much that's it, living life, and just not really at time to do the podcast, but we are back better than ever with a great episode. This is going to be a very educational episode. I At least I hope so. I hope that it helps anybody out there who is selling and hoping to increase their ASP, because that's what this episode is about. It is about increasing your ASP. What is an ASP, you may ask? You, you may not know. Maybe you did know. It is your average sales price. So on Poshmark, there is a way to go in. You go into... My seller tools, my closet insights, you're going to scroll down and you will be able to see like a couple of graphs. And when you look over on the graphs, you will see one section of the graph that says average sales price. You can select from a drop down menu, current day, current week, current month, current year, all time, 12 months. There's a whole bunch of different options and you can see what your average sales price was during that time frame. So I think it's most important to look at current month and probably current year slash 12 months and just kind of get an idea of if your average sales price is increasing. So let's just talk about average sales price goals, why we want it to be higher, all of those things. And I do want to put a disclosure out there that my average sales price isn't where I want it to be, but I have doubled it in the last year. So I feel like I have some knowledge, enough knowledge to speak on this and just give you guys some tips. Obviously, this may not apply to everybody. This may not work the same way for everybody, but I'm going to give you my tips. So I hope it helps. So my average sales price, it used to be about $25 per item. I was right in that range, which made a lot of sense to me because I was getting a lot of stuff from the bins. So I would be letting stuff go for really, really cheap. And then also for higher prices. So like I would have some sales that were $100 or more, but then I also had some sales that were like 6 or 7 or $8 and I just didn't really care cuz I paid like next to nothing for that item or in some cases I paid nothing for that item. Some stuff I got literally free. Whether it be from a neighbor's house, a free pile, whatever it was. So I'm just like, "Oh cool, what made 5 bucks? That's enough for a Starbucks coffee." Hey, like that's cool. <laughs> but eventually this caught up to me and It got very exhausting. Very exhausting to ship 30 plus items knowing you're only making a couple bucks off of each item. Like sure, at the end of the day, that totals up and you're, you know, you still are making a good amount of money, but you're putting in so much work, whether or not you paid for these items or not, to make that money. And the burnout is real. So fast forward to now, we are in September 2023. I have been doing Poshmark full-time for a year and a half now. And I have learned an insane amount, honestly, in the year and a half. I, I'm i learning every day. It is seriously a learning process. It's a fun job. It's a rewarding job. It is a crazy job. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. 
there's always different areas to grow in and to learn in and to try and make things better. And yeah, I love it. I love that really I kind of set my own paycheck to a point. Of course, there are certain things like summer slowdown and other things like that you really can't completely control. But even during a summer slowdown, if you set your closet the right way, you can kind of move past that. It's just, it's all about how, what we're putting out there in our closets, how we're pricing it, how we're advertising it. There's just so much different things to play around with. And I really love that. I love the challenge of like having to figure out how I'm going to get these items sold. How am I going to make a profit on that? But anyway, it's always been a goal of mine to move my average sales price up because like, let me just give you guys an example. So if I'm selling $20 t-shirts, and I paid ten okay, I paid ten dollars for each of the shirts. I'm selling them for twenty dollars. So I'm profiting like six dollars per shirt, right? So let's say I sold like a hundred of those shirts, right? So I made six hundred dollars, but now I have to package up a hundred shirts. And I had to source those hundred shirts, like, which probably all didn't come from the same place. So yes, I made six hundred dollars at the end of the day, but I put in a couple days of work just packaging them up and getting them to the post office. Whereas if I had a pair of Gucci platform shoes and I sold them for $1,200 and I only paid $400 for them and I ended up making like $600 after fees, same amount of work, or not sorry, not same amount of work, same amount of profit, way less work. Like, yes, I did have to source those and find that deal on them, but I only had to package up and ship one item. So it's just more, it makes more sense to... Go for an item where you're going to get that higher average sales price, that higher income, gross income, and only have to ship out that one item. I think we can all agree that we'd rather have to ship one item rather than package up 100 and ship them out because getting 100 items in your car, first of all, it's not easy. Most post office workers, mailmen are not going to pick up 100 items off your porch. I know my mailman would not. So I would be driving them to the post office, taking them in, having to get them in the door and all sent off. And then also just the packaging of those items, making sure they're lint free, making sure they're clean, steamed, all of that. Like it's a lot more than just like throwing shirts in a bag, right? Like this is not Amazon where everything's like prepackaged in plastic unless you've put that legwork in and you can just toss it in the bag. So. Either you have put that legwork in and there's even more time that went into those items to have them pre-bagged for you, and that which would make the shipping process a little bit easier, or you're doing all of that at once at the very end. So it's just like a very, it, it's not an easy $600, let's just put it that way. Like, not the hardest thing in the world, but very, you know, it's going to take a lot of time to get all that done. So yes, we all want to, you know, just buy that one pair of shoes, find that great deal on that pair of shoes and make that huge chunk of money. Not to mention when you're selling just one item, you're only waiting for one payday, one customer to rate or the time to go up like the 72 hours and you to get paid. And you're only possibly dealing with one return. Okay. Cause like the return is always an, it's always a thing that could happen, but like with a hundred shirts, that's a hundred possible returns. You never know. And a hundred paydays you have to wait for. Like, it's not going to all just come at once. So there's just a lot that goes into that. So now that hopefully you have an idea of what an average sales price is and why you would want to increase it, let's talk about how you can increase it. This might sound like a no-brainer to you, but I think some of us don't think about it. Like, 
when you think about trying to increase your average sales price, you think about putting items in your closet that are more expensive. Like that's at least that's what I thought of. I was like, okay, I need to have more items in my closet that are more expensive, that are worth more, that are going to sell for more, which makes total sense. But here's the thing. If we put all these expensive items in our closet and they are selling for more, but we're still selling those low cost items for low, we aren't increasing our average sales price because it's balancing each other out. So if I'm selling a pair of uh, Jimmy Choo shoes for $200, but then I'm selling a shirt for $4, like they're going to average each other out and then I'm only at $100 for those two items. Now, if I'm selling one pair of Jimmy Choo's for... $200, but then also like a hundred items for under 10 or $15, my average sales price is going to be low. That hundred dollars is just, it's going to average out. I mean, the $200 sale is going to average out in there, but it's going to be like, I'm still going to be at like a 15 or $20 average sale. So not only do we need to increase the amount of high expensive items we have in our closet, but we need to decrease the low items we have. So what I suggest first is going through your closet. And again, totally up to you. Like if this is not, this is not your cup of tea, I understand, but I'm going to tell you what I did and I'm going to leave it up to you to decide if you want to do this yourself, but it's what I recommend. Go through your closet and see what hasn't sold. Like, what's just sitting there? What doesn't have much interest? What did you not put much money into? What Do you have a lot of free items in your closet that really aren't getting much interest? They're not even listed very high. And they're kind of just, really just, there's no point in them being there. If you have a whole bunch of lists, hello, can't talk today. If you have a whole bunch of listings that are like between 3 and $9, Get rid of them, okay? Like, don't mean to be controversial here, but, like, it's not doing you any good if you want to increase your average sales price. That Having those items there, even when they do sell, they're dragging your average sales price down. So, I used to have these items in my closet, so no hate at all, and I probably still have some of them. I have taken a large number of them out, though, and the items that I did have priced low that I thought could be priced a little bit higher, I just moved the price up. Does that mean they'll sell? Maybe not, but guess what? If I had a shirt for $9 and now it's at $29, it's either going to not sell or it's going to sell for higher because I'm not going to accept a low offer on it. And that's going to keep my average sales price higher than it would have at that $9 mark. Hopefully that made sense. I hope you're still following. Anyway, so this means if you've had DVDs sitting in your closet, books sitting in your closet, Tank tops, very unsubstantial clothing items, socks. I mean, I've had, I had so much stuff in there that I was kind of like, hey, let's just see if it sells. I got this with the bins. It's cute. It's new with tags. It'll probably sell. But it, it didn't sell. Uh, take those all out. Take them out of your closet. Get rid of them. <laughs> and I know this is hard, especially if you... It's really hard to take items out of your closet because it's really easy to have the mindset of like... I just want to have a full closet with a whole bunch of options and like low cost items and high cost items. I see the appeal in that, but it's not super appealing to a buyer, especially a buyer that is looking for a luxury item, a higher cost of goods. So if we're wanting to grow and move into a place in our Poshmark career where we are selling those higher ticketed items, we cannot have those low ticketed items still in our closet. So Get rid of them. Purge that closet. Has that item been listed for over a year? 
it's probably not going anywhere. And if it does, it's going to make you three or four bucks. What, in three years? Who cares? Just get rid of it. Donate it. Literally, put them as not for sale. Delete them. Take them out of your inventory. Put them in a free pile. Take them to the women's shelter. Take them to Goodwill. Get rid of them. Get them out. It is dragging your closet down. It's dragging you down. No point in you paying a sharing app to keep sharing this item when it could be sharing your good items. Like, get rid of them. Now let's go through our closet and find those items that we may be underpriced, okay? So, like, we have this free people, brand new with tags, camisole for, we've priced it at, like, $12. But really, really, like, the retail on it is, like, 68 It's new with tags, and we could really price this at $29 or $39. I don't care at this point what comps say. You already have this item in your possession. You know, somebody might throw it in with a bundle. Who knows? In my opinion, go ahead and move that up, okay? This is... Like I said, this you you might be like that's not gonna work. Like the all the comps say that it's selling at twelve dollars. I don't know. Maybe it won't work, but I'm gonna move it up. So anything that I want to keep in my closet that I think is a good item that is going to eventually sell, I'm just gonna move that price up. Now, like, don't get ridiculous with it. Like I said, this is a free people camisole that is tagged, new tags priced at $68. Whether it's wholesale, there's a whole bunch of them on Poshmark. Pricing it at $39, if it's brand new without flaws, is not ridiculous. It's higher than maybe half the people on Poshmark have it listed, or most of them, but it's not ridiculous, and it's not making your closet look bad, in my opinion. So move those items up. Now, this doesn't mean if we have like an old-ass Sonoma shirt from Kohl's that's like not brand new with tags that wasn't even worth the $9 you had it priced at, that we're moving that up to $29 or $39 because that just looks stupid. Keeping it real, you guys. <laughs> like, that just looks stupid, okay? Like, we're not pricing the old-ass shirt at $39. So, yeah. Not trying to be rude or nasty. I just want to keep it real with you guys. Like, let's know the difference between an item that is worth keeping in our closet and moving the price up on versus an item that should have hit the donate pile, okay? If it's Sonoma brand, don't put it in your closet. I'm sorry I said it. Like, I don't know if I have anything that's Sonoma brand in my closet, but yeah, like certain brands probably just don't list, especially if they're used and not new with tags and just not going to go anywhere. <laughs> that's a whole nother uh, episode though. So right now I'm just going to go over how to decipher between whether or not we're moving an item up in price or just taking it off the closet. So at this point, like I'm thinking we're dividing our closet into items that are $50 and less and then $50 and above because we are trying to take our closet from normal Poshmark closet to more of a high-end Poshmark closet. So like, let's go through here and decide what can be moved up in price and what just needs to go. I don't, I can't, there's not a whole bunch more tips I have other than that. I can give you a couple more examples. Like, you've got a pair of, what's another brand? AG jeans that you had priced at $19, but they're, like, in super great condition. They're a decent style. They're, like, a newer style. There's no wear on them. But you price them at $19 because jeans are pretty repetitive on Poshmark and you saw there was a whole bunch for sale move those up to the 39 or 49 dollar mark and hope they sell or you get a decent offer on them I will tell you I have found that since since moving my prices up even on the lower items and really flushing out those nasty items from my closet that were flawed that I was just kind of like let's see if this sells I got it for free like (laughs) 
I had this shirt that was like a Smokey the Bear shirt. What a shirt. I actually did get an offer on. I don't know why I never accepted it. I don't remember. I think it was literally like a $4 offer. I was like, it's a dollar. Um, hold on. You guys, if you ever decide you want to consign with the real real or think you do, you don't. Okay? The calls I keep getting from this lady... All I wanted to know was if one, I, I wanted to know how much I would get if I consigned one item I purchased from the real real that I didn't want to list in my Poshmark closet anymore. I was like, let me just see how much I'd get if I consigned this. Well, they don't tell you. And instead, they harass the living crap out of you via phone call, email, and text multiple, all three, uh, multiple times a day. They will harass you. Until you send them a bag of clothes. Like, even if you weren't looking... I wasn't even looking to send a bag of clothes. I just wanted to know the price of one item. But I digress. Let's move back on to making our closets fruitful and plentiful and pricey. Another way we are going to increase that average sales price rather than just putting those higher items in our closet and, you know, saying a prayer and hoping for the best. No. Rather than just doing that, we are going to also stop accepting low ball offers. That's right. That's right. That's right. I know. And this is hard, too, because it's hard when that low ball offer still would make you money. But you can't. You can't accept it. Because just because you got it at the bins and you paid a dollar for it doesn't mean you should be accepting a $6 offer on it. Really, we shouldn't be picking up items that we're okay with selling for that cheap. It's just, it's facts. No. We're going to hold out for that $29 offer, that $24 offer, that $23 offer. There's no reason to accept the $6 offer. So I have honestly just started ignoring lowball offers or countering them with one time. I will counter them one time with a, a decent price. And if they want to play a game with me and like be like, well, no, I'm only going to offer you $7. And I'm like, this is literally something I have priced at $30-something and you're offering me 5 or $6, $7. No. We aren't playing that game anymore. <laughs> I used to entertain it. I really did. And that's probably my own fault. But I'm telling you, ever since I stopped entertaining these lowball offers and accepting these lowball offers, I don't get them anymore. I mean, not not as much. Very rarely. And also, ever since, here's another tip. We're going to combine this into one. Ever since I stopped sending out my little, like, name your own price sale thing, which I used to do all the time, was have a name your own price sale I think people really saw that I was desperate for sales because I was. Like, I didn't care. I just wanted to get the sales. It was almost like an addiction. Like, of course, I was there to make money, but I wanted to get the sales. Like, I really wanted these sales. I had a number in my mind. I wanted like 30 sales a day, and I was bound and determined to get them. And even though I did make money doing that, it was so exhausting, so exhausting to get up and just spend your whole day sending out offers and like mailing stuff out all day. So I just, yeah, I stopped. And when you stop telling people that they can name their own price and that you're going to accept any offer, they see that you're not going to accept any offer and they stop sending you lowball prices or lowball offers. I'm telling you, it works. I don't even remember the last time I received a lowball offer. Like, even the offers I get, if I don't accept them, they're decent offers. Like, I'll give you an example. This morning, I sold a Tory Birch purse. And I think I had offered, I had it listed at, like, 229 239 something like that. And I sent her an offer of 149 with discounted shipping. <laughs> and she countered me with 100 which, to me, in my opinion, is not a lowball offer. And I did think about accepting it for 
a second, but I didn't like the profit margin. I was just like, no, I, I wanted that to sell for more. And I've had a lot of interest on it. So I countered her back with 129 because that was a much better profit margin. It wasn't exact, like, I would have liked to get the 149. Uh, and she countered me with 115. And since, like, to me, since I felt like, okay, she's playing ball, though. Like, these are not low ball offers. So then I countered her to 128 and she accepted. And I was very happy with that sale. I want to say I made about a $40 profit. So, like, not what, not... Ideally, I would have liked to make a little bit more, but I was cool with it. Like, I, that was a good sale for me. So, and I get to reinvest that money back into my Poshmark closet. But like I said, I'm just not receiving the same lowball offers. And I think it's because I have really just turned my closet. Like, it's not, I'm not going to say my closet is high end or anything. But I have kind of showed, like, I'm a little bit more serious about my Poshmark closet. I'm not accepting these crazy lowball offers. And, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really working out for me. I really am enjoying not, it I feels less stressful. It feels nice to not feel a ton of pressure to just like send out these crazy offers and get a whole bunch of stuff listed because I know that my profit margin is going to be so slim that I have to, you know, be making 30 sales a day just to make what I want to make. Like to make $300 a day, like, cause in my mind, it's like, okay, let's make $300 a day. If I can sell 30 items and make a $10 profit off of each of these items, I've made $300. <laughs> but like, that's crazy. It really, it's crazy. And it's not easy. It's not easy to sell 30 items in a day on Poshmark. And obviously I haven't, I haven't done that every day, but that was like my goal before was like, let's just get 30 items sold and like by any means possible. And it's it's too much and it's exhausting. And yeah, you will burn out. I promise you that. A big part of moving your average sales price up is to also practice patience because you aren't going to be seeing as many offers and sales as you were before if you were more of a volume seller like I was where you were just like, let's see how much we can get sold. Like, I mean, I would have the offers coming in off the wazoo. Like, I, I was getting tons of offers, but they were lowball offers. So it's like, counter this, counter that, counter this, counter this, accept this crazy lowball offer, accept that. Like, make the making tons of offers. And yeah, it was just, like I said, it was exhausting. Patience is a virtue. Patience is going to be your friend here. Just set your closet up for success and then watch the success happen. Like it really, it's been crazy. The last couple weeks have been pretty crazy for me with when it comes to just getting great offers and great sales. Great, like not a ton of them, but the ones I'm getting, it's very much quantity, no quality over quantity right now. Like, really, really good solid sales. And I'm really, really enjoying it. Anyway, I hope that these tips have helped you. If you guys have any more questions about increasing your average sales price, just let me know. I don't mind doing a part two to this. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at My Chaotic Closet Podcast. Bye.